Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Back and better than ever, Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance guests on the Goodyear hotline, including Chris Mad Dog Russo, live later this morning with the World Series starting tonight. Plus, what the fan with the ball should have done. And I will explain why Hembo is not a good friend. All of that and much more. Let's go. Here we go. Only one place to start. And the best place I can think of to start is with these two guys. As we wrap up Get Up this morning, slide right over here to this radio program. And my friends Jeff Saturday and Dominique Foxworth, good enough to hang out in studio with the Straight Talk, brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. No contract, no compromise. Always much appreciated, fellas. Glad to be here, man. Because we, we made it clear last week that there was no additional compensation for the Jeff. No Bitcoin, no nothing for Bitcoin. you. Bitcoin. Give me one. Just one, Greeny. Do you think it's an actual physical coin, like a, a real? No, no. you got to put a digital wallet. I know that. <laughs> digital wallet. <laughs> so, there's nothing I love more than when, when, when the really southern part of Jeff. I, I want to I take everyone into our show meeting this morning. So we all meet oh, at 6 o'clock. Uh-huh. And uh, in, in a room, in, in a conference room here at our studios in the Seaport. And, and Dominique <laughs> yeah. is a longtime veteran of these meetings. You've been on with us since we started. Jeff, this is his first season here. And he's sort of coming along with how loose that meeting can get. <laughs> and this morning that you mentioned that you're going to Idaho next week. Yes. Now, take us through the Idaho trip. Oh, I can't wait. Going duck hunting. I'm yeah. in Idaho. And uh, first time in Idaho, got the license set up, getting the trip set up. And I was just making mention, we're going to go. And you, I, mean, I said, I'm going to go hunting. And you guys, you know, y'all, it's not hunting, it's hunting. In case anybody's confused with that, you say, what you going hunting for? I said, duck. And everybody found that extremely humorous. Duck? I mean, his, yeah, his yeah, answer you was. You cleaned it up. You cleaned it I up. Th- for I, that. I church it up for radio. Uh, <laughs> his answer was, duck. <laughs> that was it. Yes. And it made Dominique and I hysterical. Oh, and I think it it's actually it, it influenced the entire TV show yeah. today. We did nothing but laugh stupidly for two hours because of your duck hunting. But anyway, the other thing that happened is that Peyton Manning uh, sort of he lives to take shots at you. He yes. lives to poke at you um, on his Monday night shows. But people should know the two of you are like legitimately best friends. It's him you're going duck hunting with next. Yes, week. absolutely. Yeah. But he does. Listen, he, th- this is the guy who practices every joke in the mirror. Mm. He preps himself. <laughs> He games it. Guaranteed he and Eli spoke about it last night before uh, the show. I'm gonna do I'm gonna do the double tap for Saturday. Just <laughs> just wait. Eli's laughing. He's remembering his fond days with Sean O'Hara. Oh, Peyton's gosh. laughing. Tells tells Ashley this is what we're gonna do. But what I mean, like, how do you combat it, bro? You can't retaliate. He owns his own production company, dude. They have a show called The Manning Cast. Like, just, like there's just no in case, battling that. Just in case the people in the radio weren't watching last night, didn't hear. To be clear, the joke that he was making. <laughs> Was they do silent cat count? You slap the center on his butt one time to tell him to snap the ball. And Peyton said that Jeff always wanted to go on too because he liked <laughs> he liked to have me spank him, <laughs> so he get a couple spank, get, spank a couple, get a couple slaps, nice, nice little spanking. <laughs> that is what he said. Um, and I will just segue off of that by saying Greeny is presented by Progressive Insurance. Save when you bundle auto, home, or motorcycle insurance. Visit progressive.com. There's another thing that happened on the show this morning that I actually think, from a football perspective, was interesting. So the question comes up about Dak Prescott. He has a strained calf. Last week, Jeff, you actually talked about how bad an injury that actually yeah. is. And there is a lot of question as to whether, he, coming off a bye, he will start on Sunday night against the Vikings. And your immediate reaction was, heck no. They shouldn't even consider playing him. Uh, live with, with, you know, win the war. Don't try and make sure about this, just this one individual battle. Yes. And they have bigger fish to fry. And Dominique brought up the idea that if you were a player – 
you would never think that way. 100% true. When, you, when you're in it and you, you are so fine-focused on the job at hand and supporting the other 10 dudes you're playing with on the offensive side of the football, I understand all that. Studio Jeff puts a tie <laughs> on, gets knotted up, makes a little better decisions because I, it, it, here's the thing for the Cowboys. They've screwed this up before, right? Like, they're a 500 football team for 20 years. You actually have an opportunity, and you're in the weakest division in football, so your chance of getting the bye is so strong. You can't lose him for three or four games. Like, this would be, it would be disastrous if you did that. So sit him this week. You're coming off two or three easy wins after that. No reason to push him back. So there are no, excuse me, there are no easy wins. Like, this is the uh, NFL, and you cannot take a week. We like, have 19-point spreads now, we so talk there about, are some easier wins we than what we played. talk about basketball, 82 games. That's a whole different thing. It's 120 in baseball. Like, it's a whole different thing. In football, you cannot do that. Like, you just can't. If your guys can play, and I understand, I agree with you, as far as the Baker-Mayfield situation, sit Baker out because I think the drop-off from Baker to Case Keenum is manageable. We saw that they could manage that. The drop-off from Dak to Cooper Rush is not manageable. They will lose that game if they go with Dak, if they take Dak Prescott out. And they cannot afford to lose these games. And I agree with you. My first year in the league, uh, Champ told me, Champ Bailey told me, there's a difference between being tough and dumb tough. And then he went on, he proceeded to be dumb tough for his career and play in a lot of situations where he shouldn't have. But I understand that difference. And I think in this situation, they had a bye. They had a Thursday game. They had, uh, right, wasn't they have a Thursday game before that? No, Cleveland did. Cleveland, the the, the Cowboys played a Sunday game. They have a bye. They have two weeks to rest right now. Okay, so they had two weeks to rest him, and then they're going to go into this game. You think that one more week is going to change the way that his his calf feels? Yes. Muscle fiber heals over days bro yeah. and you're talking you don't know about, nothing about running you can't you cannot protect yourself if you are him and, and, and minnesota will rush the passer they will mike zimmer will try to bring stuff bring move him off his spot it is it, the risk is too great i'm just letting you know and for what it's worth they're five and one every other team in their division Every other team in their division has two wins. Two. Okay. Th- and they're all bad. Like, none of them. Yes. There's not so, one of them that you look at and say, well, that team's going to okay. turn it around Correct. in the second the half. The Cowboys are going to make the playoffs. Now we're going for the bye. Right. The other team the that they're looking seed. at, the Cardinals, are not 5-1. and one. They're 6-0. They, they're and oh. but, and they play in the, one of the toughest divisions in football. So they're going to give up this some is, games. This is, uh, man, you, you Studio Jeff, man. It's something no, else. No. Now, now you're out here looking so at other people. Hold on, hold on, Studio Jeff. Now you're looking at other people's schedules. And you gaming all this out. We got a game on Sunday. If you are compromised to the point where you are going to hurt our team, don't play. If you are not, let's go get this dub. This is, listen, Fink helped me understand scheduling. <laughs> and I, I'm a better man for it. And I do look ahead now. Uh, I did not look ahead as a player. Again, Studio uh, Jeff, GM Jeff, tells you rest Cousin Dak. You'll be better for it in the long term. Straight Talk brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. <laughs> I just thought that the interesting part of it is when we hear people use the expression protect a player from himself, that was the definition of it. Correct. That's Jeff, no longer right. a player, acknowledging that your mentality as a player would have been wrong. So maybe someone needs to take Dak's helmet away this weekend. We'll see. Straight talk, wireless, no contract, no compromise. The, the other thing that was sort of a, a source of good debate on the show this morning was just how much trouble the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes are in. So Michael Irvin said yesterday on first take, the dynasty is over. And Jeff, you immediately seized on the idea that this isn't a dynasty. And I would agree it isn't a dynasty yet. Yeah. But it felt like it was moving in that direction. And the question, Dominique, is, is it no longer? 
I think that as long as they have Patrick Mahomes, they can build around it, and they have that coaching staff, they can build around it. So I think that their future is still going to be bright. There are very few teams that I'd want to, like, bet on in the next five years other than the one with this guy at quarterback. But right now, excuse me, right now, they need some answers on defense. And that's always been kind of the problem with them is they came up short when their defense wasn't good. Spagnola came in, they moved their defense to like mediocre. They win the Super Bowl. And then from that point on last year, they were in the Super Bowl. They lost because their O-line was decimated. But no one, they rebuilt their offensive line and they had the protection this year, but no one thought that their defense was going to take the dive that it did and that, frankly, they were going to turn the ball over nearly as much as they had. And that's what gives me not much optimism for this season, but gives me optimism for this um, Chiefs team going forward. Well, so then let me rephrase the question because this has jumped into my head. If right now, Jeff, I asked you to bet an amount of money that mattered to you, a whole bunch of Bitcoin, <laughs> on one team that will win the most Super Bowls of any AFC team in the next five years. Of any so AFC five years team? of any AFC team. I just wrote down some names. Cincinnati, Cleveland, Buffalo, Buffalo the Chargers. Baltimore. Maybe Baltimore, Kansas City. Next five years, mm. which one would you bet it on? I'd probably bet on the Bills. I bet on the Bills. I think. I think. I mean. I think they. They both sides of the ball. They're. They're getting better each and every week. Here's my. It's not a Mahomes question for me. That's right. the problem. I, I don't think this is a Patrick Mahomes issue. This right. is a one dimensional from an offensive perspective that Andy Reid has proven over his career he can be stubborn in. If they don't find answers, and again, I get they score a lot of points, but they have to because their defense is so bad. At some point, you're going to have to take the pressure off Patrick Mahomes by being able to run the football or play check down football, which they do not want to do because they always feel like they're in a track meet. Yeah. So I, I, I completely agree that it's a defensive issue that we're talking about. Right. But what's happening is now Patrick Mahomes is lending towards it because he is turning this the football is... over and not protecting it. And that is a dangerous habit because it's not an easy one to break. Whether they're a dynasty or not, they're, they've been a great team over Absolutely. the course of – even up until this season, we'll say a five-year window. And if you think about, like, the great dynasties over time, particularly post-93, like after free agency hits, you don't really stick around. Like, it's only the Patriots. And the Patriots, Ooh. you can't name anybody other than Tom Brady that's been there the whole time. Like, you have to recreate Bill yourself. Belichick. So, yeah, I mean, that, yeah, yeah, that's what I mean as a player, yeah. from a yeah. player standpoint. So, like, there's something to be said for the idea of maybe it's getting stale or maybe the players, you once you have to pay these guys, it gets harder to keep a roster together. But – when you think about these great teams that have been great over long stretches, the only ones that have been able to re recreate themselves has been the Patriots. So they're getting near the end of it either way. They're going to have to start finding some different ways well, or then, some different then Let me change the question for you. Let me change the question. This year, mm -hmm. if you had to bet an amount of money no. that mattered to you, which one team would you take to be in the Super Bowl from the AFC right now? Bills. Yeah, yeah. I think I'd take the Buffalo Bills. They, they lost to Tennessee last week in a close one that I think they probably could have won. But I do think that that's the team – it's shocking because I was not much, I was not high on Josh Allen. And after last season, yeah. I believed a little bit. Then after the beginning of this season, I was like, oh yeah, he's, a, he's as good as it gets in the league. So having that along with a defense that is probably not as good as the numbers suggest, but is also a very good defense, like that, that gives me confidence more than any other team. In the AFC. Inviting you to be a part of Greeny Nation. We have the Dr. Pepper call-in line. ESPN Nation presented by Dr. Pepper. College football is heating up. Fans are hyped to return to glory with Fansville by Dr. Pepper, the one that fans deserve. Super quick. Uh, looks like Devontae Adams will not be able to play Thursday night in a huge game. Packers-Cardinals. Mm. We've had some bad Thursday nights. Yeah. This is a great one. A huge game in the NFC. Packers without their best, I mean, you know, their second best player, 
Any chance? Do they have any chance to win that game without him? I don't think so. I mean, listen, Aaron Rodgers always gives you a puncher's chance, but man, Devontae Adams is such an important piece of this. He has, I mean, he has seven, almost 800 yards receiving. I mean, that's their offense. So yeah. it's, it's going to be a tough thing to overcome. What do you yeah, think? I agree with you, and I think the theme of the day for me is defense. The yeah. Packers' defense hasn't been very good this season, and if they can't stop um, – the, the Cardinals, I think that's going to be a huge problem, particularly when you don't have Devontae Adams. So right. a shootout is probably unlikely, even though Aaron Rodgers can can black out. It's Tanya a lot can easier. only get open so much <laughs> yeah. for Lazard. I'm yeah. right. Like, I mean, I mean, like, there's, there's nobody yeah. that's pulling the coverage. There's nobody that no. the defense is incredibly worried about. They can blitz. They don't need to have two that's safeties right. deep. Like, it gives them so many more opportunities to confuse and attack Aaron Rodgers. All right, guys. I, I always so appreciate you hanging out. Great fun this morning. Thank yes. you very much. Had a blast. Uh, good luck with your hunting next week, uh, Jeff. <laughs> It's always a pleasure to have you. Uh, Coming up next, I will explain why one of the people that you hear here every day is just not a good person. And spoiler alert, it's Hembo. That's next on ESPN Radio. Coming up tomorrow with Greeny. Boom, boom. These hips don't lie. I'd like Shakira. Co-host of Monday Night Football's Manning Cast and two-time Super Bowl winning quarterback Eli Manning. Tomorrow morning with Greeny at 1025 Eastern on ESPN Radio and on ESPN+. Plus. Greeny, the podcast. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. I'm ready to go right now. Green Light, green light. with Greeny. Against my better judgment, I'm going to give Hembo the green light today uh, as he is my vice president of baseball. Tonight we have the Houston Astros and the Atlanta Braves beginning this year's edition of the Fall Classic. What are a few things the fans need to know about the World Series? Hembo. Well, should the Braves go on to win it, Greeny, they will really have done so running the gamut. Their three postseason opponents, the Brewers, the Dodgers, and the Astros, they combined to win 32 more regular season games than Atlanta during the regular season. They won 88. That would be the largest margin of its kind by any World Series champion ever, which is to say this team won 88 games and had to beat three teams that were considerably better than they were during the regular season. We've not seen that happen very often in baseball history. All right, and so they're on the crazy run here. The Astros, meanwhile, are sort of playing for what? what, what? I don't know exactly how to characterize what would, in the absence of all of the shenanigans be, you know, on historically great mm. run, but I don't really know what to say about we'll it. We'll do the numbers, and then we'll do the narrative. If okay. the Astros go on to win the series, they will have polished off genuinely one of the most dominant five-year stretches in recent history. Greeny, the last team to win more than 60% of its games and multiple World Series 
over a five-season stretch. Don't tell me. The will have done. I mean, to win more than 60% of their games and multiple World Series in a five-year stretch? Yep. Who's the last, what's, what was the last team that did that? Well, I mean, it feels obvious to me that it would be the Yankees in the late 90s. That's right. The Yankees from 1998 to 2002 okay. were the last team that fit that distinction. The narrative is one piece of it. But there's no question that this Astros stretch has been dominant. To reach the ALCS in every single year during that time to potentially win two championships, and then, of course, in 2019 to lose one. If this, if, look, obviously the No one is going to be happy uh, calling them a dynasty, right? No, like, of course no not. Yeah. And you can't credibly do so. Um, in order for that to be the case, A, they would have to have not cheated in 2017, and B, won the World Series in 2019. But there is no, look, there's no question. I actually think no that they, they, if they had not cheated, then even losing the World Series, like dynastic teams mm-hmm. lose every now and again. You right. know, you get there three times in five years and you win two of them. We'd be sitting here having a debate. Does that or does it not constitute a dynasty? We would. That would be a conversation. It is a conversation that I think is not going to be had based upon the extenuating circumstance. The, the conversation that will be had, though, is does winning the World Series this year, would winning the World Series this year, Take away any of that thing. Obviously, if you're a Dodgers fan in 2017, the answer is absolutely not. But to me, as, a, as an impartial observer, I do believe that winning the World Series this year vindicates them in some sense and puts uh, Jose Altuve and Carlos Correa sort of back on a Hall of Fame track. I, I, we're going to talk about all that with, with Russo a little mm-hmm. later today because I think he'll have interesting thoughts on it. But, but I think you framed it wrong, which is to say I don't think no matter what they do, it takes away the sting hmm. from the Dodger fan the Yankee fan, the teams that they beat. But does it validate their championships? Does it validate their greatness or at least very goodness historically, I think is actually the interesting question. Let me, let me somewhat hesitantly ask Nuno, <laughs> who, who I, almost has to recuse himself because he is a Yankee fan, but if the Astros win this World Series and presumably do so clean, does it change the way you view this era of Astros baseball, Nuno? No. But as a fan if the, of my, that team, I have a more of a leg to stand on if I'm an Astros fan or player. Say, hey, we were so good, we didn't need to cheat. But you will not give them any credit that you're not otherwise willing to give them? Of course not. Okay, fair enough. So it's interesting to me because like, the steroid thing, when it first sort of came up and become, became at the forefront of our conversation, was something that we cared about so much. Now it's sort of an afterthought. Do you still think 15, 20 years from now when we remember this stretch of time and we think about these players that were on these teams? I don't think it's an afterthought. I mean, don't tell Roger Clemens it's an afterthought. Don't tell Rafael Palmero it's an afterthought. Don't tell Sammy Sosa. And all that. Think how their career, think what their lives would be like today mm-hmm. if it was different. So steroids was not something, to your point, that we generally held against teams. Right. We didn't look at the Yankees, let's just say, who had quite a few guys who might have... Well, I shouldn't even say that, because really their best players were not in this, in this except Alex. But it, 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 we, we, we don't really hold... We, Mark McGuire, Sammy Sosa. <clears throat> so I think we do remember it all. We just hold it against individuals. Mm-hmm. The Astros, it, we hold it against the team, and I think rightly so. Now, the question is whether this will stay with Correa and Altuve, right. who might become... Hall of Fame caliber players by the ends of their careers, that's an equally interesting question. Because those guys are the ones that have had to wear it, like Bonds and Clemens, because they were the best players. They've done all the research, and based on what we can tell, Altuve was actually affected very little by the 2017 trash can banging stuff. But we don't do context well. We don't remember that stuff. In reality, he's an all-time great second baseman. And in reality, Carlos Correa may may well 
very well end up being the same for, as a shortstop. He's going to make a $300 million in his next contract. He's a free agent now. I think what happens here over the next two weeks goes a long way in framing what their Hall of Fame plaque may or may not say. Okay, we'll, we'll talk all about all that with Dog a little later. In the meantime, there's one other note I wanted you to get in here because I just liked it. When you said it to me yesterday, people say, you know, Dusty Baker is getting up to, how old is Dusty? Stand by. He's, 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 I mean, those of us who remember Dusty Baker as a player feel old for remembering Dusty Baker as a player and all the managerial stops he's had legendarily, Chicago, San Francisco, et cetera. Where Dusty Baker has been a presence in Major League Baseball my whole lifetime. Mm-hmm. How old is he? He's 72. So as an indication of just how old he is, give me that note. The date was April 8th of 1974, Greeny. Hank Aaron hit his 715th home run, perhaps the most famous swing in baseball history. And in the on-deck circle for that swing was Dusty Baker. That's amazing. Nearly 50 years ago, Dusty Baker on the, in the on-deck circle when Hank Aaron hit number 715. I love that note. Love Dusty it. was on deck when Hank Aaron <laughs> hit 715. I love it. All right, we'll look forward to talking more World Series later. Straight Talk Wireless has rolled out 5G coverage nationwide, and you can get a Samsung Galaxy A32 5G for only $299. No contract. It's all on America's best networks. Straight Talk Wireless 5G-capable device required. Actual availability, coverage, and speed may vary. In the meantime... I need you to listen carefully. I just want you to know. There's something I just want you to know. And that is that Hembo is not a good friend. There are two kinds of friends, in my opinion, in the world. There are those when your team stinks and, and is... all. Those of us who love sports, who place a disproportionate amount of importance on sports, understand that there are times in your life when your love of your team is bringing you down. Like, the Jet season is generally weighing on my life. <laughs> and I think I'm perhaps slightly more impacted by that than, than even an average person might be, because I... All I do was walk down the street here in New York and everyone yells something about the Jets at me. <laughs> Whether it's, why do we suck so much? Or, hey, Greeny, the Jets going to win this week? To which my answer is always, what are you kidding? Um, and whatever else. So I'm reminded of this constantly. But one way or another, when your team is this bad, like, it's just been a long decade. And we have stunk <laughs> so much for so long that it's like, it's deflating. It's, 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 it brings you, genuinely brings you down. So you have two kinds of friends. You have those who will, at minimum, not bring it up. At maximum, try and sort of console you. Ah, hey, man, I'm sorry about the Jets. Sorry that's so bad. Come in the day after a game. Hey, man, sorry, that was brutal. That had to be a tough one. And then there were friends like Hembo. What did you do for work? What did you prepare for this show today and tell me you thought would make a good topic for our program? I prepared five stats that I feel illuminate just how bad the Jets are. Let me say that again. Hembo's responsibility on this program today consisted of preparing five stats that point out just how god-awful the New York Jets are. Now, before you present those stats... (laughs) Let me ask Bubba, because Bubba, many of you may not know this, but Bubba, long before his extremely successful run here in uh, Sports Talk Radio and in radio and production in general, uh, Bubba was actually a marriage counselor. And so he worked with couples in therapy, worked through couples therapy and all that kind of stuff. And as, as <laughs> I can't 
going to even say this with a straight face because he comes on. He hasn't shaved in four weeks. He's got the Dak jersey on that he hasn't washed in weeks. And he pops up on the screen, and you make me laugh. But anyway, Baba, you be the judge. Is right. in, in our relationship, in, in this in this professional marriage that Hembo and I are trying to have, is yep. is he con- is he contributing in a constructive way? No, I mean, absolutely not. It is the opposite of constructive. That is not something you should be doing to something that, you know, that that is something that you consider your equal. You know, it's you shouldn't be doing that. It's just it's it's not nice. It's just not it's not constructive. You're taking away. You're bringing he's bringing you down at a time you're 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 already down. It's just not nice. Kicking me. Yeah. Kicking me when I'm down. You're already down. And, right. Uh, it's just it's, and now, uncalled it's for. a kicking. I'm being and, kicked. You know, you're he's you're bringing him onto the, the, the show. Allowing him to be on with us, and what does he? How does he repay you? Yeah, by doing this, by preparing five for. statistics, uncalled for, that will point out just how awful the Jets are. So, number five. What's number five? Greeny, the Jets lost by forty-one points to the New England Patriots on Sunday. That forty-one point margin is tied for the worst margin by any team coming off a bye. During the Super Bowl era. See, why would you feel like I wanted to know that? Like, what part of me did you think was thinking, you know, I wonder historically just how bad that beatdown was in the NFL's history based on teams coming off of buys? I thought it might be instructive. We talked yesterday about how you're sort of, uh, you know, disenchanted a tad with the coaching staff. And yeah, that might I, eliminate I, I, that I did note. not know that. That is interesting. You, you, you found that one well, interesting, thanks, Bob. Yeah, I didn't, okay. know, I didn't know that one. All right, but number four. What's number four? So the Jets have played six games so far this season, yeah. Greeny, and in those six games they have led for a total of 15 minutes <laughs> every every other team in oh the nfl <laughs> has led for at least 50 minutes the jets so you're saying the un- the winless lions <laughs> have led three times as many minutes this season in games as the jets have that's exactly what i'm saying so so baba do you find that interesting I, it's difficult to do. I don't know how they. I mean, I, it's almost more impressive that Jets are able to do that. <laughs> I, 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 all right. So I, again, this is stuff that, for some reason, Hembo has decided he, I would want to know. Number three. What's number three? So Greeny, all of our analysts tell tell us that coaches script the first fifteen plays mm. of games. Oh, I hate where this is going. So I looked at the Jets' first first fifteen offensive plays throughout the season, and on those snaps. They average three and a half yards a play. <laughs> we have 20 years worth of data to look back. There has never been a team oh, God. that has averaged fewer than four yards per play oh. during their first 15 times. Oh. Ever? Game. Ever. Never. So, so no they- team has ever done that. <laughs> <laughs> what? That can't be possible. <laughs> so you're saying... There's been some bad teams before. The Jets' first 15 plays are the worst first 15 plays in recorded history. In as long as we have been recording the history How is that possible? of 15 plays. Oh, it's possible. Oh my god. Have, I can't believe they're averaging three and a half yards. <laughs> I can't remember a play on which they gained positive yardage. All right, well, what is the next one? Number two. This is a similar note because we have talked at length about how badly they have started, of course. The Jets have been outscored 44 to nothing. In the first quarter of games this season, again, six games. The last team, Greeny, to go over, if you will, in their first... Scoreless. Scoreless in the first quarter of their first six games was the 2008 Lions. Now, that team was so bad that they won zero games and were quarterbacked by Dan Orlovsky. <laughs> <laughs> so that was the 0-16 team. That was the 0-16 team. They scored team. no points in the first six first quarters? That's correct. 
They're and the last team to do that. They're the last team to do that. <laughs> and we're the next ones to do it yep. with our three and a half yards You've already banked play. a win. And we already did. We beat Tennessee, who might win the Super Bowl, which is just unimaginable. Number one. What's number one? So ESPN has this really nice stat called total efficiency. I've used it before. What it does is it blends the team's offense, defense, and special teams on a scale of zero to 100. Zero to 100. 100, we're talking so about. So there are no negative numbers. There are no negative numbers. Zero to 100. Greeny, the Jets' total efficiency this season is 19. The Jets' total efficiency is 19. It is obviously the worst in the NFL. They are the worst offense in the NFL, and they are among the five worst defenses in the NFL. 19 out of 100. How are the special teams doing? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't check their ranking. <laughs> they can't be that good. <laughs> they can't be that they good. Missed a field goal last week. <laughs> I, I, so, so, so the total, what, what's the next worst? I, I, do you have all of the team's total efficiency? Stand by. I can the pull that Jets is nineteen. The Jets is nineteen. So right. what's how the, does that compare to history? Yeah, what's the second worst team? Right now the Lions aren't much better. The Lions are at twenty two. So the Lions, who are winless, <laughs> have a better total efficiency than the Jets. So, That's so right. the most important point I'm trying to make here, and, and I will ask the members of the hashtag crew, Nuno, I will come to you. <laughs> is what kind of friend are you? Like let's say <clears throat> who, who who what's the name of your best friend? Uh, uh, we'll go with Gordon. Okay. I'm trying to think of which one because I don't want to get some of my friends in trouble. Okay, all no, no, I, you're not getting say, them in trouble. Well, no, because what I'm going to say is I look at friends two types of way. One, would you give me an alibi? And two, will I keep anything else that I'm doing like out of your like? I'm not even going to tell you. And I realized a long time ago. Wait, 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 wait. I realized this is a ridiculous. This is the way criminals judge their friends. The question was just just what is your friend? Who's your best friend's name? If you ask me, who's your best friend's name? I would say Simon. It would take one second. We've been best friends since we're eight. What you're saying, what you're telling me, is that the way you judge your friends is a. Will I keep you out of trouble? Will I no, not? No, no, like, no, no. Will you keep me out of trouble if I if there's any questionable activity? This right. Is back so in the essentially, day. what so you're I, saying if, is, if will you is, rat me out yes. in the event of a crime being committed? Yes, correct. This is how you judge well, your friends. Listen, there's some. It's. I think there's just some. Do you are you a man of convictions? <laughs> Not there are a lot. Not convicted. There are a lot. Convictions and Hembo would be someone. I would not, you know, call. Be like, hey, buddy, I need you to, you know, tell Dispose him I was with you. Dispose of something for me? Like, well, I'm not sure exactly that, yes. what you're saying. Like, Bubba would help me dispose of a body, I think. <laughs> oh, I'll be there. See, there are a lot of other ways to illustrate whether or not a person is, is a man of principle and character than asking, would he help dispose of a body for me? The mere fact that that entered your mind in this discussion is, to say the least, disturbing um, and to say the most suggests our relationship is going to remain surface for the remainder of the time that we work together. Having said that, I must now pause because Hembo, I mean, uh, Nuno took a question that was meant to be asked in one second and turned it into this. We will come back and find out what kind of friend everybody here is. Plus, we will answer an even better question. What would you ask for if you could have anything in the world? Greeny, the podcast. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space 
to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Greeny today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Earlier today on Greeny. What's the name of your best friend? Uh, uh, we'll go with Gordon. Okay. I'm trying to think of which one. Because I don't want to get some of my friends in trouble. Okay, all no, no. I, you're not getting say, them in trouble. Well, no, because what I'm going to say is I look at friends two types of way. One, would you give me an alibi? After that, what could two possibly be? I mean, this is what we're dealing with here. I asked Nuno the very simple question, and and your first so your first criteria. Let me just make sure I understand this because I don't think I seized on that part of this enough when we had this conversation. The first question you ask yourself about a friend is, would that friend give me an alibi? Right. So what do you need an alibi? You're not even married. So a lot of people might mean that to suggest. And and again, I'm not in any way endorsing this, but might mean that to suggest, well, if I'm someplace I'm not supposed to be and I don't want my wife to know what would would that friend give me an alibi. But you're not married. So you're obviously talking about. I'm not talking about anything specific. There's only one thing that can mean. I'm just saying, if I need you to have my back, would you have my back? That's not what you said. I mean, that's what I'm saying. But but what you said was, (laughs) would you give me an alibi, which suggests that you're envisioning a circumstance in which you, I don't know, commit armed robbery, (laughs) and then you call up Gordy. And you're like, hey, Gordy, if anybody asks, you and me were at the movies. And <laughs> no, he'll but, back you on that. I, no, Am I getting this like, right? Absolutely. If someone came to me and was like, hey, um, do you know where Bubba was last night? And me without knowing where Bubba was last night, I'd be like, yeah, me and him were down at J. Tim's having a couple uh, beers with some wings. Even if that wasn't the case, like that's the type of friend I'm looking for. And but, then I would go wait, to Bubba wait, and be wait, like, hey, wait. what were you doing? This is what I said we were doing. Why <laughs> are you assuming that he was doing something that he shouldn't be doing? That's what we're trying yeah, to get to the root of here. You don't need to immediately need to cover I'm for I'm not everyone. assuming anything. <laughs> I'm just saying, hey, if Bubba was doing something that he shouldn't have been doing, I have his back. 
because that's why I'm such a good friend. What if it was just a simple question? Where what they want? No, know because where... you're not asking me that question. Hey, do you know what Bubba was doing last night? Without thinking that Bubba was up to no good. Yes, so I am. I, so I, I, I want to protect very well Bubba. Ask you that question without assuming that Bubba was up to no good. No, because we know what he was doing. It turns out so, I was just at my house watching. What the, the hell game. was he doing? Well, if so, exactly. So if if you're asking me, do you know what Bubba was doing? That means he was up to no good. Because everyone knows Bubba's either home watching the Mets during uh, the season or watching reruns of Law & Order SVU. Or I was at Jay Tim's with you. Yes. So no. Yes. Oh, you're asking? Hmm. Maybe that's because Bubba was out doing something that he shouldn't have been. That's what I'm thinking. So I'm going to protect my boy there. And this is your criteria for a friend. Um, okay. You said I was a well, bad friend. <laughs> well, your criteria for a friend is a guy who comes into work after another guy gives him the opportunity to be on radio, be on TV, and says, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to make him even more miserable by getting five facts that just show how pitiful his team is. Right. That was the whole premise of the conversation. <laughs> but what you've done here is you've taken it. So here's the one thing I will suggest. Amber, how long have you and I known each other? Uh, six, seven years. Have I ever asked you to dispose of any evidence of anything of any sort? <laughs> Are you expecting that to happen? And if someone asked you where I was, would your first thought be, well, where would Greeny want me to say he was? <laughs> like, do any no, of those thoughts no, enter your I'm mind? Not, I'm not living... I'm not. In the Sopranos, like I don't get. That's what I, I don't mean. get this lifestyle. You know, lifestyle. I'm, I'm living just a normal, somewhat boring. I was probably playing golf. The, if I ever do write an autobiography, it would be called. I don't know. I was probably playing golf because that's the most controversial thing I might be doing. Bubba, are you ever doing anything you wouldn't want people to know you were doing? No, I, I just go home and sit by myself and watch TV, and then I come to work. I don't. I, yeah. But if you were out, if you on a time that I guess what I'm saying is, is there ever a time when you would want someone you know not to acknowledge where you might have been? Not, not that I can think of. No, I mean, yeah, if I'm going out, if I'm, you know, if I'm drinking or something, having a few beers at a bar, it's not. I'm not doing anything. Anything uh, illegal or anything, I have no issues with anything this I'm is doing. What I'm yeah, saying. I would just be like, nope, I was at my friends or at a party or whatever. Yeah, I'm, so if I someone we... asked where was I the other day, I'd be like, yep, I was at a party at Jeff's house. So I wouldn't have to say, nope, I was at J Tim's having a couple of wings. <laughs> you know, yeah, I would just say what I, I was. think we've come to the conclusion of is that Nuno spends a lot of time with criminals. I think there's no, no other way. The conclusion is that I am the person to be best friends with on this show because I wouldn't rat you guys out if you ever needed that. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio and see it with the video on ESPN+. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcast.